0: Happy Monday everybody my name is Brandon Rose and welcome to episode 187 of the Xbox and 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news and we all are in an Xbox related fun fact together. show shows on YouTube and podcast services around the world so please subscribe in your favorite and leave a review. xboxn 10com no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles which you can follow at Xbox 10 To start, let's talk game releases and with the holiday, There really were no big games out last week, and no games coming out this week. So now, onto last week's biggest news stories, and in a slow week, we have five to cover. Number 1. Microsoft confirms that Sony has blocked these four games from hitting Xbox forever. Jez Corden at Windows Central writes, The drama over the Activision Blizzard acquisition is heating up, as Microsoft steps up its engagement of regulators. Yesterday Microsoft published its response to the United States FTC over its lawsuit, skewering its odd position of wanting to protect the market leader over consumers. Microsoft published a similar response to UK CMA as well as a couple months ago and seemingly confirmed what many of us already thought was true. When Final Fantasy 7 Remake was announced, it was revealed as a timed exclusive, complete with a countdown timer as to how long it would remain exclusive to PlayStation. This led many Xbox fans to expect Final Fantasy 7 Remake would eventually hit Microsoft's console, but alas, it simply hasn't been the case. It seems Square Enix's timed exclusivity period pertains only to the PC versions of their games, given that Final Fantasy 7 Remake is now available on Steam for Windows. So the big tidbit of this article, which I want to do the two main bullet points for the What You Need to Know, as we just keep talking about this every week, are that not only did Final Fantasy VII Remake get this exclusive Sony purchasing agreement, we know Final Fantasy XVI and Silent Hill 2 Remake will never hit Xbox despite the associated publisher's silence on the matter. Microsoft also listed FromSoftware's Bloodborne as an example of a third-party game developed that has been blocked from non-PlayStation platforms, which could imply that the oft-requested Windows PC port is out of the question too. Sony has been friendlier towards PC in recent years though, so I'm keeping the hopium close for this one. Like I said, we keep talking about this every week, we do have to touch on some things as we continue to learn interesting tidbits about the game's industry. This one isn't super surprising as we pretty much knew all of this, but to hear Microsoft say it themselves are some unfortunate confirmations. Number two, more. Microsoft anticipates three future Bethesda titles to be exclusive for Xbox and PC. Heidi Nicholas at True Achievements writes, in its response to the U.S. Federal Trade Commission's lawsuit against the Activision Blizzard acquisition, Microsoft mentions that it anticipates three future Bethesda titles will be exclusive to Xbox and PCs. Microsoft's response raises the subject while arguing that the FTC's reference to Microsoft's ZeniMax acquisition "quote has no relevance to the current transaction." Unquote. It's here that Microsoft gets to the more interesting bit. "Quote Xbox anticipates that three future titles, all of which are designed to be played primarily alone or in small groups, will be exclusive to Xbox and PCs." Unquote. It's likely this this refers to Bethesda's upcoming lineup. We already know Starfield and Redfall will be Xbox exclusives, but it's interesting to speculate on what the other title could be, such as the next Elder Scrolls game. So now this is what everyone's going to be battling about online. What is that other game? Is it the next Elder Scrolls? I don't think so yet. Is it the already announced Indiana Jones game? That I could see as they would really want their own type of Uncharted game, but it's weird that that was announced before the Zenimax acquisition, so did they already have a deal to make that multi-platform? I guess we'll see. To me, it could also be an unannounced Wolfenstein game that they just simply have to be working on at Machine Games, right? I mean, Wolfenstein 2 was so long ago now. I can't wait to see what that studio is doing next. Number three, High on Life sets Xbox Game Pass records as biggest 2022 launch. Michael McWhorter at Polygon writes, Squatch Games' silly sci-fi shooter High in Life is not only the most popular game on Game Pass right now, it's the biggest Game Pass release of 2022, and the biggest third-party launch in Game Pass history, according to Microsoft. Not content with just two records, High in Life is also the, quote, biggest single-player game launch on Game Pass ever, end quote, based on the, quote, number of hours played in the first five days of release, end quote, Microsoft says. As of Monday, Squanch Games' new Xbox and Windows PC release was the most popular game on Game Pass, outspacing other titles on the service like Lego Star Wars, The Skywalker Saga, Minecraft, FIFA 22, Forza Horizon 5, Rainbow Six Siege, and Halo Infinite on console and PC. That's an impressive feat for a game independently published through Microsoft's ID at Xbox program, but there are a few reasons that help explain why I'm High on Life managed to set so many records. For one, High on Life is not available on competing platforms. There's no Nintendo Switch or PlayStation version of the game. It's a de facto Microsoft exclusive. High on life also dropped during the typically slower month of December, where new game releases are few and far in between, meaning it had little to compete with. Game Pass hasn't seen many AAA marquee releases in 2022. The delay of Arcane's Redfall and Bethesda's Starfield to 2023 meant that Microsoft's lineup for this year was thin compared to the next. When games like Forza Motorsport, Minecraft Legends, and Soccer 2 will also join Game Pass. An original title like High on Life, which comes with a built-in audience, thanks to Squanch Games founder Justin Rowland's work on Rick and Morty, gets the chance to stand out and set records in this environment. This is awesome to see. I'm having a lot of fun in the first few hours of High on Life. I just like a game that is so weird and different from everything else we play. Is the combat great? In my opinion, no. But the comedy of the guns, the idea of everything, I can't wait to see what unfolds next as I hear there's many surprises yet to come. Number four, Microsoft understood Kojima's upcoming Xbox game. Others thought he was mad. Sean Carey at True Achievements writes, Hideo Kojima has revealed how his partnership with Xbox Game Studios for a new title came to be, saying that only Microsoft understood the Death Stranding creator's concept for his new game. Back in June, Kojima and Microsoft announced they were working on a new game together that would leverage Microsoft's cloud technology. At the time, Kojima said the unannounced title is something he's always wanted to make, and it will be a game, quote, that no one has ever experienced or seen before, end quote. Now Kojima has explained that Microsoft was the only company that understood the concept, while others thinking he was mad. Quote, I tend to get easily bored, end quote, Kojima said to IGN. Quote, part of why I've been able to make games for 30 years is because new technology replaces the old so quickly. The tech you use today may not be applicable tomorrow and I'm interested in figuring out ways to incorporate the new. Making the wrong choice can result in failure, of course. It's a bit like a space program in that way. The project we're working on with microsoft is one i've been thinking about for five or six years already the project required infrastructure that was never needed before so i discussed it with a lot of different big companies and gave presentations but they really seemed to think that i was mad it was ultimately microsoft who showed that they understood and now we're working together on the project including the technology front End quote it's rumored that kojima is working on a new horror game called overdose which will feature margaret koali who starred in death stranding earlier this month kojima announced death stranding 2 for ps5 this is awesome. I love the madman, that is Kojima. I really enjoyed Death Stranding as the only game I've ever played of him. It was just so weird, so different, and I couldn't believe how much fun I was having for the hours and hours I spent just delivering packages. I just can't wait to see what this madman found in Xbox with cloud technology. They're making a horror game, maybe? Sign me up. Number five, Sifu is coming to Xbox and Steam alongside a new arenas mode. Tom Ivan at VGC writes, the material arts brawler will make the jump to new platforms in March, 2023. The latest game from independent French studio behind Obsolver, Sifu was originally released for PS4, PS5, and PC via the Epic Games Store in February, before making its way to Nintendo Switch in November. The third-person action game puts players in control of a young Kung Fu student in a revenge tale set in a fictional Chinese city. Its Xbox and Steam release will coincide with the launch of a new arenas mode, which will be available as a free update for all platforms and is viewable in the teaser trailer that was released. Quote, successfully completing the arenas will progressively unlock a massive new modifiers batch, which doubles the current game's amount and notably brings alternate moves to the kung fu palette of our main character, and quote, slowcap told IGN. Completing arena challenges will also unlock new cheats and exclusive outfits. I wanted to highlight this as everyone loved this game earlier really this year, so it was sad that it was not available on Xbox consoles. Fret not, in the busy year that is 2023, we should expect this game in March. As always we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and this one is a tidbit about Xbox history. But maybe not fun. Credit to Tom Warren at The Verge. Microsoft nearly cancelled its Xbox Adaptive Controller. Microsoft came close to never launching its Xbox Adaptive Controller in an interview with The Verge, Robin Sealer, Microsoft's corporate vice president of Windows and devices revealed just how close the accessibility focused Xbox controller came to not shipping. Quote, there was a point in time when the Xbox controller that was designed for accessibility was on the cut list, end quote, recounts Seiler. Microsoft was managing budgets and was about to be unfunded and never released. Quote across Teams Xbox and Surface, we said, no, this is actually important for the world. This isn't about revenue or brand positioning, it's just important for people to be able to play the games if they want to, end quote, says Sealer. The Xbox Adaptive Controller originated from a hackathon inside Microsoft and was refined over the years in several prototypes and concepts. So a team of Microsoft employees determined to improve the company's accessibility efforts decided to make it a reality, regardless of strict budgets. Microsoft employees in manufacturing in China, designed in Redmond, and the Xbox team came together and said Skunkworks were going to make it happen, says Sealer. It went on to be the centerpiece of Microsoft's Super Bowl ad in 2019, with a two-minute slot telling the stories of young gamers with disabilities who had benefited from the adaptive controller. Essentially, Microsoft's employees rebelled against budgets and made something genuinely life-changing for people. Just big shout-out to all the people at Xbox that fought for this. This is awesome to see what they released. The Super Bowl ad was great. And for many people that now can play video games, thanks to this controller. Shout-out to Xbox for paving the way. And really, in the last couple years, game accessibility has come so far. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox and 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe to your favorite podcast service, share with your friends, leave a review, and follow on all social media at and 10 this past week, I played a little more Destiny 2 with my friends, some of the new content and the new dungeon as I progress through the season so we can do the exotic quests. I'm also playing a game that I can't yet to talk about. It's extremely exciting that this opportunity came way through the Xbox and 10 podcast email. I can't wait to share more news when I can. My name is Brandon Rosie, You can follow me on Xbox at Brosin93. Hope you all have a great week. Stay safe and keep on gaming.